Welcome back to the Black Letter Podcast. We set out to create an entertaining and exciting podcast about law and business, and I think we've done it. Black Letter, the name, comes from the Gothic typeset that was originally used in the Gutenberg Press. Over time, Black Letter became the only font that English law books were printed in. Everything else was printed in regular type. It made it harder for kind of the common person to understand what the English law books said. Black Letter came to represent something that was law, that was set in stone, that was sort of old and a well-settled fundamental principle of law. We're here to demystify Black Letter law. We're here to demystify things that happen in business and law and where those two meet. And I hope you have fun listening. I'm Tom Dunlap. Today in the studio, I have with me David Ludwig, a trademark attorney with Dunlap, Bennett, and Ludwig. And I've got Kaylee Afulo. Kaylee and her husband, Andrew, are starting a brewery. Kaylee agreed to join us today in the studio to talk about uh, her adventure in starting a brewery, which, of course, first time anyone's ever started a brewery is today. I'm kidding. A lot of breweries starting. So what that means is that you've got to own your brewery brand. You've got to own the names of your beers. And the beer wars are nothing to shake a stick at. Um, Truly a, a challenge. So what we did today for Kaylee is we did a trademark search report on her brewing company, American Bully Brewing, and we did a trademark search report on her first beer that her and her husband are making, Roosevelt Imperial Stout. And we have with us in the studio today uh, also Roosevelt. He is a quite a large American bull. Is that right? Bull or yeah, bully? American bully. <laughs> is he a bully? Is that the brand? That's the, the yeah, breed? that's the breed. So American bully. We've got a giant dog under the table here, which will... Join it's a us. Solid sixty-three pounds. He is a, <laughs> he's a hunk of joy, and then uh, and his name is Roosevelt. So that's where we get American Bully Brewing, and then Roosevelt Imperial Stout. The search has turned up some interesting stuff, and we thought we'd share with our listeners today, kind of what a trademark is, how a trademark search works, and what the trademark process is. And Kaylee is going to get to live in person with a real live lawyer in person ask questions about the trademark search and how to get a trademark and, well, whatever other questions she has. And I might jump in uh, if I have questions for Mr. Ludwig as well. So with that, uh, Kaylee, let's start with, do you want to introduce Roosevelt? Do you want to have him, you want to show him to the camera? I don't know. <laughs> sure. Hey, Roosevelt, come here. Let's see if we can get the, uh, he's just, he's fantastic animal. Fantastic beast. He's not like easy to pick Can't up. Can't pick though. him up. Okay. <laughs> I, I can, but it's just a, it's a little extra. Well, we effort, can leave Roosevelt but... on the ground. He is down there. Just be aware the whole time that we've got a guest, a fourth guest in the studio. We did not the mic him. The inspiration behind <laughs> yeah, exactly. the if, if we had mic'd him, it would have been <laughs> <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So <laughs> back to trademarks and reality. Yeah. Um, so Mr. Ludwig, David, you've reviewed the trademark search for, let's start with the, the brewery, American Bully Brewing. Oh, yes. um, so Kaylee, uh, why don't we have David kind of tell you what this search report shows? And, okay. uh, and David, can you start off, tell our listeners, why do you do a trademark search? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, you, you want to make sure that the brand is available before you invest in uh, the cost of a trademark. So that's the first step is seeing, is this name even viable before we start spending money on label approval and all of the stuff that you need to do to get your brand going. Um, but for breweries, really, the brand is the value. You're not, you know, most beer in terms of flavor is pretty fungible. They're slightly better or worse, but, um, but really the value of the business is in the branding and the consumer recognition there. So it's super important to settle on a good brand 
uh, before you launch and make sure that the name is clear. Well, and now and not to use corn syrup, right? Apparently after the <laughs> Super Bowl this year. That's right. You don't you want need to use corn syrup. use real whole grain in your beer. Um, but that's more of a recipe side of things. Kaylee and Andrew can handle the brewing side. We'll handle the branding <laughs> side. Um, so okay. yeah, we've got this uh, search report for American Bully Brewing to see what other registrations and other uses of similar names there are. Um, so that's where we start is by looking through that report. And we'll see a lot of stuff on here. There's, um, so what are you looking for, David, when you look at the search report? So we're looking for a, a couple of things, but the primary one is whether the same name or a similar name is already taken. If somebody's already using the same name or something really similar, that's going to prevent you from getting any protection on your, um, on your beer and on your brewery name. So, so I'll just, David, for a second for our listeners, we interviewed a Mr. Alex Butterman who works sure. with you. And he gave us the standards for likelihood of confusion and all of the kind of legal technical details. Alex is a well-respected trademark attorney, intellectual property lawyer who specializes in trademarks, been practicing for more than two decades. He's on all kinds of crazy fancy committees at INTA, uh, the premier trademark organization in the world. And we're going to talk to Alex about some interesting and arcane trademark matters. The concept, the purpose of a, of a, of a brand or a, or a mark is that it uniquely identifies a particular product or service. Okay. If you have two different products or services or, or the same product or service provided by two different people identified by the same mark, well, first of all, the function, the main, one of the main functions of a mark, which is to allow consumers to select which product or service they want, mm -hmm. is going to be thwarted or difficult because, uh, because now they've Two products, how are they going to decide which one they want if they're the same mark? And, there's, there's, and then the, the other purpose or, or point of marks is, is that, that goodwill that develops from the, from the business, um, the owner has a right, an ownership right to that, and they want to be able to maintain that unique association. Okay. And that's cut into by the fact that another mark could be out there that looks or sounds like, you know, like. So the it doesn't have to match. It can look or sound like the other mark. Um, as long as it's in the same, and it doesn't have to be the same class, it just has to be the same stream of commerce. What does it mean when you say the same name or a similar name? So you're telling Kaylee, okay, Kaylee, well, you want to be called American Bully Brewing. Uh, and this search report shows her what? What does it show her? This shows her what other uh, marks are registered. And then we're looking at it to determine whether there's a likelihood of confusion, which is the test for that is whether the typical consumer that would see these products on the shelf would think that they came from the same place. Uh, so for example, we've got American Bull and Bear whiskey. Would somebody see that next to our American Bully and think they're the same company? Probably not, but they are quite similar. Um, so that's essentially the well, test that we're looking for here. But what if we, so I see one on here that would worry me if I were Kaylee. Mm. Kaylee, did you see that one? Yes. What page is that so one? That, on that one's like the third page. It's Three American four. Bully. Uh, oh, here we go. And it disclaims American, so it really mm. leaves bully, I guess. Yeah, but it's in, in class 25 for hats and hooded sweatshirts. So American Bully Kennel Club registered that. So mm. is, that a, is that a challenge? It's the exact mark, really. Right, right, right. That's a potential hit, but usually what we're looking for is not only a hit on the mark itself, but also whether the products or services are similar. Okay. And there, I think we'd say that, you know, Typically, the same companies that make hats don't also make beer, so we're gonna. That should should be a clear one um, because it's such a different product. What, what about merchandise? Like, if I we open up the brewery and then I want to have my you know sell T-shirts and hats right. and things like that that said American Bully Brewing, 
would this be a potential, you know, co- point of confusion? Right. In- it, it seems that way. And that's a common, a lot of the breweries now have those secondary goods. Um, generally, though, if you have a core business like a brewery, you're allowed to sell promotional materials that promote the brewery itself. Now, if you wanted to start your own separate clothing line and sell it at Nordstrom, that's a totally different thing. But selling promotional goods that relate back to the brewery is okay, and it doesn't require you to file a registration for hats and jackets, um, and it doesn't, and it wouldn't be a so, conflict with this. So, I think what 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 you're saying, David, and if I'm wrong, tell me. But okay. you're saying that if she's not selling American Bully shirts as the brand of the shirt, right? Just American Bully Brewing, drink our beer. She's still just selling beer. And the shirts are sort of ancillary to the the beer. It'd probably be okay. Yeah, yeah, Even I though, think so. Okay. The way I, I like to think about it is 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 your name on the tag of the shirt or on the front of the shirt? Gotcha. If you're Fruit of the Loom and you're making T-shirts, that's very different from just putting your logo on the Fruit of the Loom T-shirt and selling it to promote your brewery. Okay, but we're not going to do Fruit of the Loom Brewery, probably. <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't like the fruit beers to begin with. I think that would be a, <laughs> sort of a failing advertising. Yeah. Pitch. People don't want to think about underwear yeah. when they're drinking beer. Um, Some do. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so what do you think? Can she, can she use this? I mean, what question? Do you have any questions, Kaylee, about this yeah, search? I mean, I saw that one. Another one that stuck out to me was it, the Bully Porter. So it's got, you know, it says Bully Porter, and then it has a bulldog's face as part of the logo. Right. And that's something that we were wanting to do is kind of have a cartoon outline of Roosevelt's face and use that as you know, the inspiration behind our logo with this. There's, so there's a few of them. There's the Bully Porter and then Bully Exclamation Mark Porter. It looks like they're the same company. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're both under the Beer Stout Porter Goods and Services category. So that one, I mean, our logo would look different if we use different font and everything like that. But that could potentially be. Yeah, that could something. potentially be a, be a problem for you. Um. I mean, you're going to have American Bully mm-hmm. and, um, and not Bully Porter. And it would really, I think, on these spe- specific ones, because these are design marks with the logo and the image of the bulldog, um, it, we really need to look at your design. And okay. once you get your graphic designer lined up and we have sort of the label, um, we'll want to compare that, the bulldog image and see if it sort of has the same. Because this, this one's wearing a tuxedo and he's kind of holding up a glass. If you use sort of a more realistic version of Roosevelt, we could, mm-hmm. It could probably be okay. And you know, Roosevelt's much better looking than this, this, <laughs> this so mutt. Too. I, I don't know what this mutt is. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think you're fine there. He's much more handsome. Okay. And this company, where is Weiss Wampak LU? I don't, can't even uh, guess what country that, that's another country. That's yeah, a, that must be a foreign application yeah. of beer that they import. Since 1991. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I've never seen that one. Well, so, so can Kaylee, can you guys file this trademark for Kaylee? I think we could. I mean, it's the tough thing about these search reports is that it's not always black or white. Some things are kind of similar, but we're not really sure if the examiner will make an issue out of it. Um, this seems clear enough that I think we would file it and, um, and we'd be able to argue any potential refusals that arose from the results we're seeing here. So we're in good shape on the American okay. Bully uh, name of the brewery. What about this one? Kaylee, did you take it? Did you? We also have Roosevelt Imperial Stout. Now, before we look at the search, and we all took a quick look at the search ahead of time. Uh, what was the genesis of Roosevelt Imperial Stout? Was it Teddy? Was it uh, oh, the guy in the wheelchair? Um, the other Roosevelt? <laughs> FDR. No, FDR. Actually, yep. It's all after Roosevelt. Um, we rescued him about three years ago. and Roosevelt the dog. The dog. Roosevelt the dog. Roosevelt the bully. 
So um, he actually comes with us to breweries all the time. And so we're like, you know what, let's make our own beer and let's start kind of our own brewing company. And Stout really describes Roosevelt to a T. He's Do you a like short, dark, dark stout dog. So <laughs> is that is that your favorite brand of beer? Stout. I like it in the winter time. Um, I'll disagree with David. I like the fruit beers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to side with David on the fruit beers. My wife too. The Belgian fruit beers and the. Oh, I know. I'm, that's kind of more. So that might be the next beer. If it has fruit one. in it, is it? Isn't it's isn't that wine has fruit already? Fruit juice has fruit. Do you need fruit yeah. in beer? I don't know. You don't. But. Have have you ever had a mango IPA? (sighs) Oh, those are so good. And pineapple. So that's like. But that was kind of the mango IPA is fruit with something that tastes like shrubbery, right? Because IPA kind of tastes like weeds. I don't know. We won't go into beer taste. We've digressed (laughs) from our trademark episode. Okay, trademark search. All right. I digressed again. (laughs) So what did you find? Um, Well. On the first page, the very first hit here is probably a, a real problem for us. It's Roosevelt Brewing Company out of um, New Mexico, and that's a registration for obviously for beer. Um, and generally, when you see something like Roosevelt Brewing Company, we're going to just disregard the words brewing company. Similarly, with your Roosevelt Imperial Stout, we're sort of disregarding the Imperial Stout part mm-hmm. because it's, it describes the product. It's descriptive. So really, both Roosevelt Imperial Stout and Roosevelt Brewing Company are Roosevelt for beer, which is pretty much of a direct hit. So that one, I don't think we could get registered and it could actually create liability to this brewery if you uh, tried to launch that beer line. So. so if she started selling, say she didn't file the trademark and we did American Bully and Kaylee's and Andrew now have this great brewery, could they just start selling the beer without registering the mark? Oh yeah. Well, you're not legally required to file a registration at all and anybody can launch a product, but there is risk for a trademark infringement claim. Somebody, this brewing company could come after you and say, usually they're not going to file a lawsuit right away. They'll just send a cease and desist letter saying, please change the name of your stout because we own the rights to Roosevelt Brewing Company. Um, So you could launch it. And if you sort of stay local and only selling growlers, maybe they're not going to care. Um, But Would you advise it? I would not advise it because any brewery wants to expand. And sooner or later, you're going to want that imperial stout to go in bottles and to be shipped to New Mexico and California where the problem will become more real. So in terms of a business plan and growth mindset. What about been, Roosevelt the dog Imperial Stout? That would help, but this Roosevelt doesn't have any limiting language either. So yeah. if this was, uh, you know, Roosevelt City Brewing Company, if this had more language to it and you added more language, maybe we could make it work. But. Well, Kaylee, so question for you. Could we rename the dog? <laughs> I mean, maybe I if we went I that mean, direction. I the answer to Tubbs. So, so, you know, Tubbs yes. Imperial Stout, we could go with that. It doesn't sound as good as Roosevelt yeah, Imperial Stout. Imperial Stout. Yeah. Roosevelt kind of gives it that presidential feel. So, so sh- short. So right now it looks like we, we, you're focusing on American Bully Brewing, but we've got to rename your stout. Mm. And it's got to be something Tubby Stout. We'll come up with something. We'll have to run a new search is what it sounds like. Yeah, you'll have to think of some other name ideas and then we'll run more searches and okay. uh, find okay. something that works. So let's just say back to the drawing board with... Roosevelt Imperial Stout. We'll keep the dog, but not the name. Sorry, Roosevelt. Maybe we'll rename the dog. Again, I think you should keep that in your in your options what list. What if we had like a food menu and then we named something on the food menu after? Oh, that's. I wouldn't cool. serve dog. I mean, no, popular in, in China, China, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So we'll just yeah, China. I've if China. If you want to have Roosevelt's China. ribs that are made with a little stout in the marinade, mm-hmm. that would be great. But that to menu. me. 
If I ate, got a plate of Roosevelt's ribs, I'd be, right? <laughs> Not that appetizing. We'd all I be mean, thinking like them? we're eating. They might eat them in They're meaty. <laughs> yeah, but that's the point. You're basically serving your dog's ribs. I mean, you could. You could be Roosevelt. It's They're, just another, you, you know. Do Roosevelt yeah. apostrophe. They're his, well, it's his ribs either way. I don't know. Uh, ribs a la Roosevelt? It all sounds like you're eating your dog. <laughs> Thank you to our sponsor today, Dunlap, Bennett, and Ludwig. Dunlap Bennett Ludwig solves complex business problems with smart solutions, acting as advocates and advisors to their clients with diverse professional backgrounds from MBAs to PhDs to bankers to military officers, real world experience for real world problems. Dunlap Bennett Ludwig doing better law. To find out more, visit www.dblawyers.com. On behalf of Kaylee here, and so you can help our listeners, What's next? So American Bully Brewing, we can file it. What do we do to file it? Um, that's pretty simple. We just need to put together an application with the U.S. Trademark Office with some basic data about the mark and what you're doing with it. So we would fill well, out What if she wants to do clothing, a clothing line, American Bully Brewing clothing in the future? Not saying just to sell beer, but to actually sell American Bully clothing. Would she register that now? She's not going to do that. She doesn't have that ready to right, go. Right. You're not ready to launch. So y- you can file trademarks sort of prospectively, or if you're actually using them now, a lot of people file what's called an intent to use application to reserve a name before they launch. And um, so if you're planning on doing a clothing line within a couple, two or three years, we could file one now to save the, the name. Now we did have a conflict on the clothing though with that other oh, uh, so American we couldn't do Ugh. So we can't really do that, but if you had another name. So maybe Roosevelt name. clothing line... Uh, I'm just go. thinking you could name a clothing line of beer t-shirts after Roosevelt and then have maybe not, but it's not a bad idea. So what happens after you file the trademark application? What, what does the trademark office do with it? Um, they are part of the government, so they don't do much with it for a long time. Ouch. It's a slow process. Um, it takes usually three to six months before it even gets an, assigned to an examining attorney, and then they'll review it and process it. The whole process takes uh, usually nine to 12 months, sometimes a little longer. For the American Bully Brewing, would I need to file a trademark on just the words itself? Or if I had like a picture logo, would those be two separate applications? Or does that fall under one type of trademark application? Right. That's a great question. Um, the, y- you would file two. Okay. One, just the words, protects the words in any font, any format, any anything. But if you're going to have that image of the bulldog on your labels, you'll want to protect that design separately so that you could just have a big banner of the bulldog image without the words and people would come to recognize that. So we would file two different applications. Um, You'll just need to finalize the design before we do that because you'll need to use it in a way that's consistent with whatever we file. Okay. Now, so typically uh, the trademark office looks at this. Do they grant the trademark at the end? So if I file the trademark, do I get my trademark if I pay you to file it? Well, they review it and sometimes there's issues and they need to have some changes made to the application. If we file something that's already taken, they're going to reject it. So it's not guaranteed that you file it and it gets approved. It gets reviewed and analyzed and processed. And sometimes there's uh, responses to office actions in the middle. What's Um, an office action? Oh, good question. Office action is when the trademark office sees a problem with the application. And some of them are really easy to overcome. Some are a lot more complicated. So um, part of the reason we do the search review and have an attorney prepare your application is we try to get out in front of most of those errors by making sure the application's put together right and the name is clear. Uh, so, but if it's not, if there's an issue, the trademark office will reach out and say, ask us to change something or tell us that there's a conflict and we have to then respond to that. 
So, and I was talking to Kaylee a little bit before the show. So Kaylee, you can stop me if this is wrong, but she, <laughs> she loves the Hecheo in Mexico Coke bottles. And we were talking oh, yeah. about her and Andrew's plans to like have a Cabo uh, distribution point for their American bully brewing. I don't know how they go over in Mexico, but it's <laughs> part of America in the grander sense. Yeah. Um, so can she, does this trademark now that we filed it protect her in Mexico as well? No, trademarks are territorial, so it really is only going to protect you in the United States. Um, but there's an international treaty called the Madrid Protocol that allows you to sort of take your U.S. application and export it to certain other trademark offices. Mexico's party to that treaty and lots of other countries. So as soon as we file the U.S. application, we can have it forwarded to Mexico and other countries, and then they'll review it independently. Um, but it's a nice expedited way to get coverage in multiple countries. Well, can, I fi- can she file an international application? Like for the whole world? Yeah, no. Uh, the treaty doesn't cover every country in the world. It covers many, um, probably most of the industrialized countries. Um, but it's one at a time. You have to choose which countries that you're filing in. And the filing fees in some countries are pretty expensive. So we'll want to target just the countries where you really think you're going to expand and not just sort of throw it out all over the world just, just because. So if we're looking at brewing, probably I'm thinking Canada and Mexico, just north and south. Is that what we want to? Yeah, keep it kind of to the same So could we do that? Basically. Right. I mean, could Kaylee, could she file in Canada, Mexico under the Madrid Protocol? She can file in Mexico. Canada's not part of that treaty system. Um, they have signed Is on that to- because they're not industrialized? No, they're just- Too uh, nice? <laughs> I guess they're Opted just- to do their own thing. Yeah, they are, to do their own thing. they are sort of inching into the Madrid Protocol. They have signed on to some parts of it, but not this international filing mechanism. Ugh. So Canada, you actually need a lawyer licensed to file trademarks in Canada. And file a separate application. Are you such a lawyer, Mr. Ludwig? (laughs) I am. We do file Canadian trademarks quite often. You do, eh? Yeah. (laughs) That had Um, to come up. I had a question during the you know kind of prosecution of the trademark itself. Do does another trademark that could potentially cause a conflict? Does it is it U.S. restricted to the United States? Or we did see that one bully brewing that's in some other country could. Oh, do yeah. the examiners look worldwide similar to patents where they do like a full worldwide right. search and it has to be unique to the world or is it just local to the United States? No, it's just local to the United States that they're searching. Mm-hmm. That one example that we saw was a foreign brewery that actually filed a U.S. trademark. Okay. So they have rights so here in the States. So it counts here. Yeah. yeah, so it counts okay. in the U.S. Yeah, but, there, but if it was just in Europe and they never brought it into the U.S. and it filed here, it would not come up on the search and it would not block your application. Okay. Okay. Would you have any other questions about the trademark process? Um, or not... any other, any questions about, you know, I, do, you, do you want some ideas for some names for your, your beer or your dog? I mean, maybe we could, you know, spend some time. I, don't, I think we, we're not going to rename You're the not going to rename the dog. Okay. <laughs> well then I, I think we've, we've covered trademarks for the day. Kaylee, thank you for joining and sharing uh, your brewery dreams and aspirations. I'm sorry for Roosevelt and his Imperial Stout, but maybe he'll be ribs and that, maybe that would be, be good. <laughs> and David, for having us. yeah, no, absolutely. David, thank you for coming on and sure, sharing some wisdom for our listeners. Now they know what it's like to search and file for a trademark in broad brushstrokes. And uh, that's all for today's episode of Black Letter. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time when we talk about more Black Letter issues in creative ways. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play so you never miss an episode. And to catch us on video, check out our website at blackletterstudios.com. 